Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to episode 52 of Energy Speaks Back, powered by Hark Systems. And this is our last episode of the summer season, and we would really like to thank our previous 52-plus guests into their contribution into providing insights for energy experts around the world. Weekly, I present to you experts from around the world, and today we are in the, in the UK. Our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. Energy Speaks Back is a platform I use to provide knowledge to other energy experts around the world. And it would not be worthy if we did not have our amazing guests that contribute to this knowledge. In addition, we have partners. And again, these are key because we need to raise the profile of great technologies and services. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you our sponsors and our partners. Park Systems, renowned for their energy software. EcoSync, who are a heating solution company. Alexis Energy, who are a power management. Lead Vision, who provide LED and controls. SimeWatts, who are a electronics and an EV transition company and Black Carbon, who provide waste to energy. And I'd also like to say a special thanks to Esther Energy for their continued support and certification. My guest today is the sales director of Led by Vision. Led by Vision creates leading and cutting edge retrofit and full fitted LED lighting solutions. The business is built on three key principles, product quality, customer experience and project delivery. So without any further ado, I give you Sean Costello. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you today? I'm very good, Paul. Yourself? Good. Yeah, very well. And great to see you. Um, we're both in the UK. Whereabouts in the UK are you? Uh, sunny Basingstoke, Hampshire. Oh, I south. am in the middle of the countryside, so it's, it's time. Yeah, you, you get the sun more than we do down in the oh, yeah. So, um, Sean, you're one of our partners now, our sponsors for Energy Speaks Back. We're very proud to have you on board today. So thank you very much for supporting this. So, Sean, um, obviously, we've been talking over the last three months or so regarding yeah. what we've been doing in your products, et cetera. So for the benefit of our audience today, can you give us some background to Sean Costello and what you do in your, your business? Yeah, of course. Um, so we're, we're an LED lighting uh, specialist based in Basingstoke, as you spoke about. Um, our specialism uh, lies in the industrial and mixed-use commercial space. Um, the last four years for us has been a real big push into smart buildings. Um, so many buildings, or most, pretty much probably most industrial buildings in the UK are still we would call dumb. Energy is just being consumed by everything, more energy. Um, so what we've tried to put in place is smart control for our assets, which initially are now starting out to be lighting, um, moving into things like air quality control, and humidity, temperature, but all managed and responding back to the back of the cup and actually see what they're using and control over. So some exciting times for us. COVID's been good in a way because it's given us a year where we haven't been able to be on site. So we've been pushing forward, building our own PCB in-house tech. It's a really exciting move for us. We're going from just selling lights back to having technology, which um, is raising our profile for us as a small business. It's um, it's easy to get lost in that you're just selling products from somewhere else. When you start to 
a stamp and have your own branded piece of technology seriously by some bigger players. So yes, it's been been exciting exciting year on that front. So do you manufacture your lighting? So we have, like most people, the, the design for our lights is done here. So from a point of view of the components, the materials, all the way down to the raw bits, metals and everything else, um, we that spec together here. And then we have it assembled for ourselves. Awesome. That would be the same. Our, our smart controls are actually being designed and built here in the UK by uh, high tech. But for the time being, we'll still be sending those products out, integrated back to us here in the UK. The long-term plan will obviously be to have things built here. It's just, again, you can only do so many things. So um, as we scale up, we'll be looking to bring it all in-house. Just lead times, really. Cutting down lead times from eight to ten weeks to three. Fantastic, especially for project that people want. And, and tell us about uh, Sean Costello. What, what, what's your background? God, um, a bit of everything. <laughs> um, so always been business-focused and oriented. Started out as a kid in a state agency because I had a real keen interest in, in property. Um, did pretty well with that. Got a couple of properties under my belt. Recruitment in London, been working for a fantastic firm that's now um, international, a uh, real big, big outfit called S3. Learned pretty much everything I could have possibly wanted to have learned. Very, very good people there. And then kind of just fell into like, um, I don't even know where it, it, it happened. I think I saw the movement. I've always had a energy saving focus, a little bit of green piece meal or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I kind of saw there was an opportunity, I guess, no different to people in all the property market to go up and getting into development. Um, and it worked out. I had a, a couple of really great years that gave me the insight into the technology, um, working with uh, overseas production facilities in time so i've kind of learned the production side um, and and how to make then kind of took the big horrible jump of doing it myself back in 2012 um which i don't regret in any way shape or form apart from the the endless pot of money that goes into starting something but uh, you know we're nearly 10 years in now and we're we're building that brand presence so lighting for me does play a big part of energy management um because if you was to look at a property, it'd be say between fifteen and thirty percent would actually be absorbed by your lighting load. Would be sorry, your energy load would be your lighting, mm-hmm. and they're the key areas to start to focus on first of all. And what I like about lighting is not only are you making those energy savings, you're also providing visibility. There's a lot of energy management we do nowadays, and it doesn't give visibility, and the client. Or the organisation doesn't get the benefits of that, do they? You know, no. I can I can make things go off earlier or, or start more efficiently, but they don't see that benefit. But you put the lighting in, it makes look it look like you've redecorated the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's we we tend to find that once people actually do make the move, not only is the area safer, because some of the environments we go into, no names mentioned. Yeah, you can have eighty lux on the ground. And, and forklifts flying around and you know for, for the audience listening 80 lux is like walking into a room with one spotlight on it and it, you know just their, their byproducts you know the health and safety parts on top of the savings and the carbon footprint reductions the, the feel-good factor you know i don't know if you get it but when it starts to get dark out i think i suffer with that sad syndrome yeah starts to want to go to bed i want to get into yeah. bed and have a nap 
your melatonin uh, kicks in. Yeah, and that is the same in a, a poorly lit work environment, you know. So there's a whole other um, kind of stigma that comes with it where people are actually just a little bit more alert, a little bit more chirpy. Um, and on top of health and safety, like I said, you know, so um, mm. there's there's so many things. And it's like you said, building uh, uh, the electricity in a building through lighting is accounting for 15 to 30 percent of the overall running cost. One of the biggest hurdles for us with customers is they look at it as a light. Why would I change the lights? What's the yeah, point? Yeah. If you actually went, well, let's convert that into pounds, they then go, ah, but there's only one way to do that. And that is to have the visibility. And hence, that's why the, the smart controls and building the tech that I mentioned earlier for us is elemental because you can go in to a pilot, show them they were using, using 100,000 kilowatt hours before. Look, we're down to 10, saved you 90%. It's on a, it's on the pad. It's yeah. showing it now. Yeah. Let's do the rest of the building. Yeah. So that's the that's the bridge in the gap. Is they believe they can make the money, but they don't trust the numbers that we're claiming because they sound too elaborate. Eighty percent, ninety percent. Well, let's 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 let us pay for the trial. We'll put one in. We'll prove it. And if we prove it, will you go ahead? Yeah. Um, and it amalgamates the different tiers of, of management you've got your guys on the ground warehouse manager you've got your ops director you've got your finance director as soon as you've got the conversation piece that all of them want to listen to money lighting health and safety you harmonize the whole system so that's that's kind of where we're seeing the movement so to speak yeah and so there's changing the light bulb for instance you're going to make a significant saving but then you're taking it to that next level you're going to start to control it now i can understand from an organization's point of view how do you justify that it's very hard to justify well how many times that light's going to go off or should go off yeah you know, how do you compare that um and that's always for me a bit of a journey when you're trying to sit down with yeah organization. do you use rule of thumb there figures yeah yeah there is i mean most of it more often than not is just simple logic imagine you've got um, a distribution center an open plan goods in well the chances of that area ever needing for the lights to go on off up down like you're in an old disco is highly unlikely because there's always going to be bodies moving around yeah when there aren't bodies moving around guess what you're going to want the lights dimmed down because there's no one there um rule of thumbs are very rarely would you ever turn the lights off so you've always got a, a base level for health and safety uh, 10 to 15 is more than enough um the tech that we're building i can't speak for others you can group the PIRs. so if you had an open area of 25 meters by 25 meters you could break that down into two select segments front area that's usually eight to five the back area which is eight to eight 24 hours a day and zone them so if the area that isn't worked in later uh, after 5 p.m but the other area is that one will respond and turn down to 10 15 the other area will stay on for it needs to um hold time 20 minutes instead of one minute and every minute goes on off up down you're going to start to get that strobe effect and people are going to start hating it if a room has been inactive for 20 minutes again likely it is no one's been in it so there's there's some real simple logic that you can apply um to kind of make sure that everyone's happy i mean people have been using manual microwave sensors or pirs for the last 30 years yeah and they don't have any control over them they're 10 meters up in the sky so if they're working all right the ability to go on a pad and go hold up old times of seven minutes they're not good enough i'm going to increase that to 12. six months goes by no one makes a comment you've got your harmony um and that's before you incorporate daylight control 
you know, if you've got ambient light where the light's balancing alongside occupancy, then really it's, it's unusual we have in our experience. Um, I, I once installed, um, I'm going back some years now, and it's probably one of my funniest moments, really, because uh, we had a, a multi-story car park that was connected to a, a hospitality area. And um, we put this, um, it was controlling fluorescent lighting. And we put this one in, it worked a dream. It was like magic. And each individual fluorescent light was going to be controlled on its own um, by its own microwave sensor. And yeah. it was brilliant. So we got this one working, tick, trial went ahead. So we then done half the floor. We done half this floor and it was that the microwave sensors started to communicate with each other light. So when they would come on, it was turning the other off or turning it on. Oh, and God. Yeah. We could have had the best disco in that area. <laughs> it was just like a disco. Bring some glow sticks. So you had the little pop controllers on these. So, you, you know, you adjust the span of the um, the, uh, the distance of the, the range. microwave sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'd, we'd be up there for it take us an hour to get it all set up right. And then I walk all the way down and go and get the client back up. And he'd come up and go, right, and then we're now going to test it. <laughs> and then the, the, the disco will start again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. That, disco that, without the music, that's the problem. Yeah, right? yeah. We were silent discos these days, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, that, that's where the grouping of the PIRs works really well. The, the reality is you're never going to want one light working on its own. Obviously, that's a, you're talking about a project some time ago, and obviously um, you learn from you've learned yeah, from that exactly. One. But yeah. um, from from our side, it would be uh, if it was a lower level car park, call it say three zones. The first zone would work as one unit, not only for the fact that it, you haven't got that disco effect that you're talking about, yeah. but also from a point of view of there are like realistic and legal lux levels that are needed to be um, achieved. So one light coming on giving you six lux on the ground isn't good enough. You need no. things to come on as, as a zone as well for safety, leading leading people to, to the wall next. Technology sometimes you can, you can get carried away with it. And when you, you know, that wasn't the perfect scenario. And what we should have had, as you explained, was zone it more. So that, that whole batch should have been controlled by the one. Yeah. The one it might be, do you know what it might be, Paul? It might be that from when that happened, that project, the te- like you say, the technology might not have been there for the grouping. It may have been, I don't know. But the likelihood is it sounds like that, time. yeah, it was it was very likely that you had independent microwave sensors and daylight control sensors. And the initial problem with that with them turning on and off and up and down is it's picking up the non-natural daylight from the next one pinging on to turn the next one off, or vice yeah. versa. So you yeah, get that. Effect. But, each other. Yeah. But um yeah, you can over-engineer things. And I think that's what we've tried to do for that year before setting up our own and building our own in-house. We'd obviously used and looked at others. We stripped out all the the fat aren't needed, the bits that are over-engineered, the bits that when you ask a customer to go online and uh, give feedback how many times they used it and they go, I never even logged on. I don't. So why spend a shitload of money on something that doesn't, well, isn't needed and costs, there's a cost that you pass on to the customer when they just want it to work. So LEDs, um, I, I've seen them evolve and come along a long way um, since you know, I'm, I'm going back to 2008, 2009, when we were mm. putting the first, I was putting my first LEDs in and I started, they were on my radar. Have we seen saturation regarding the LED, LED technology? Are we going to see any that evolve anymore? Or is it now yeah. purely focusing on controls? Um, I think the, the transition that I've seen, because that was when I got into, uh, into this market, 2009, 
I mean, back then, you could, uh, an LED panel was about 250 quid. Uh, and that would have been a fairly good one, but not the best. Um, now you can pick up a relatively decent panel for thirty pounds. Yeah. Um, the technology has advanced to the point where there's actually a, a good question. We've moved into smart controls with LED, and then moving into asset management in the long term, because the rubbish in the market or the cheap and cheerfuls is now actually good enough to last a decent period of time. Before. It would have failed in a year, a year and a half, or degraded, or flicked, or strobed. But the uh, it's like anything, isn't it? The the days where people didn't have bifold doors at home, it was in mansions. Well, now a four hundred grand house has got bifold doors. Technology gets to a point where everyone has it because it's cheap enough to produce, or they've got good at making it. And that's that's the saturation. Is you keep trying to just sell lights. In my opinion, that market is going to become popping over pennies because it will become an end of the market where people are just looking for the cheap thing yeah Once I, you always, start I always say my story about the bms system so back in the 80s the only people that had bms was uh, the pharmaceuticals and yeah. the power stations yeah um and then it was one building in in every three in the commercial sector yeah now every house has probably got a Some nest of- um which is a form of bms, BMS. Yeah, exactly. And funny you mentioned the BMS systems because one of the big flaws with them when they did get into every building was the upkeep. You know, it's like yeah. it's like a Lamborghini. The cost of trying to actually keep it alive, the servicing costs on some of them are like 40, 50k a year. So we've gone into customers that have got sensors and Dali control, and they've got a plant room that's dedicated to the BMS that they've just never used for the last 10 years because they've just turned it off. It costs too much. So rather than actually... Um, trying to keep the the actual intelligent building, it's more it's, it's cheaper to actually turn it off because running it was costing them so much on the servicing. Um, and I think this is the real. You mentioned Nest and Hive and those types of things. Once you can kind of retrofit smart controls into a building without this huge ongoing service cost, that's what we're doing with ours. There's no cloud. There's no service package from a point of view of you must pay this every month. Um, it's all local controls. It doesn't even need an internet connection as long as you've got. Way we've built the system on a um, radio frequency is if the building's got power, you can still control everything and get data and make alterations to the building. So, um, and that's going into a building that might have a BMS. Leave all the kit in there. We can just implement ours. There's your, there's just your iPad style screen. You've got full control from the click of a button. So uh, again, technology advances. Um, we've just tried to, I think. Uh, put it together in a way where it's very customer centric, where we're still able to operate as a business at a profit and gain a footprint in the market. But we're offering something to the customer with all the all the fat stripped off that still does exactly what they want it to, which is report, control. You you um, alluded earlier that um, you've started uh, your base level regarding your lighting and you're now going to start to layer that with different technologies so what are the areas you're going to be focusing on yeah going forward? so we've been uh, very fortunate that the, the the team that have built the smart tech for here in the uk um they're a bunch of whizzes they over the covid period pre-covid were building um air quality control sensors and volatile gas sensors that ended up going into covid um ventilated production rooms that initial sensor, whilst it was signed off and was actually kind of you know, a, a part of the, the signing off period for these ventilated areas, 
we've built the tech where instead of it being manual sat on the wall on a traffic light their sensor currently did or does we're going to be bringing that on with an rf antenna that feeds back onto the screen so if you can imagine a, uh, a manufacturing or a factory tons and tons of workers working on metal cutting machines lathes and you've got metal cut, cutting fluids that obviously turn into vapor gas once they're once they're going through a particular process uh, mask or no mask you don't know how much volatile uh, particulates are in that room so uh, we'll be going into places we've already got a couple of pilots signed off uh, once, once once the sensors are ready where, um, where they want to put them around the machine to see what the volatile gas readings are um, and that will come back centrally to the, to the actual handheld device to basically say this is too good or sorry this is good enough or geez, this is this is really bad the stage after that will be us having some form of IOT where we can plug some kind of sensor onto an extraction unit that might already be in place. As soon as that particulate level gets to a certain height, it will turn on. And as soon as it's cleared the room, it will turn off. Um, and this all starts to lead down a route of maintenance. If things aren't being turned on 10 out of 10 power, components last longer. They don't need a service in a separate um, HVAC, good example of that. So that's the, the long-term plan. Um, maybe a few years away from now, starting with the lighting, starting with the sensors. Um, but yeah, we've got. So the um, it's all remote monitoring. You can take this back to your central station. Yeah. So the the handheld device will stay with whoever. We can have multiple of them, but the likelihood is it's going to be a sustainable manager, an ops manager, or um, and that will sit on a screen, or we can have it embedded in a, in a wall in an office so they can see the readings. The idea of the tablet, rather than having an online URL, no one will ever go on, is that it's it's in your face, it's there, so you're aware of it. Similar to a smart control in your house, you have it on the yeah. side, and you're constantly yeah. thinking about doing the washing after six o'clock rather than three o'clock. Um, it starts to kind of bring that whole kind of energy efficiency thing into line of sight. Um, um, but yeah, totally responsive one hand. And from there, you can obviously access all of your data and make the changes. If so, what are the, what are the sectors that you're focusing on at the moment regarding this this product? Yeah, the, the, we've we've streamlined over the last three or four years into any anything what we call big sheds. Your your, your manufacturing, three PL um, distribution centres, um, anything of that nature. Still, still, of course, interested in. In, in, in office spaces, um, but we're just trying to do our best to get really good at one sector. Um, we're fortunate enough that those sectors tend to be the biggest, the longest running hours, and the highest consumers. So in theory, one one uh, big DC office spaces. So we've also tried ever on the basis of as, as we want to grow as a business, there should be growth pattern there because these are the actual these are the biggest polluters. These are the biggest running costs. Whereas their offices are probably a fraction of that. Um, but by no means could we not service the, yeah, key, key market, the sector we're focusing on and what we've streamlined down to over the last four years is big shed manufacturing, 3PL, distribution centers. Um, by no means can we not focus, won't focus on office spaces. They tend to be mixed use anyway. You've always got some form of office that the split is usually 80 or 90 to 10. Um, Main reason we've done that is one the tech has been built around that our lighting solutions that we've got uh, the, the most the best historical data on and the lowest failure ratings is all units um and industrial buildings tend to be the biggest the highest consumers 
and the longest running costs, um, longest running hours. So in turn, they're the ones that probably have the biggest affinity, have the biggest bills when it comes to overheads and electricity. Right? And typically, Sean, what's the uh, return on investment on your technology that you're working yeah, on? Yeah, so it, even when we're looking at just lighting, um, if you've got a building that's 24-7-365, lighting, just simply lighting, lighting out, lighting in, you're still looking at amazing numbers, like sometimes under a year, sometimes as long as, long as but still a really good 18 months. Right. As soon as we start putting the smart controls in, what we tends to happen is you go from taking a saving of 60% to from moving from old tech to just LED, throw the smart controls in on top, believe it or not, you get up to 85 or 90% through what we call control savings factor, ambient light and occupancy. Basically, lights don't need to be on as much or power. Add that on top of 70%. That we did last year, I don't think it's probably mentioning a, a large retailer's DC as accessories. Um, we saved them, I think it was just under 90%. Uh, the previous running costs were really high, and we brought them down to single figure thousands. Right. It is, was that in their retail se- uh, section? That was their, 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 their distribution center for the UK. They've only got one here. It's about, about 100,000 square foot. It was a landmark project for us. We worked our backsides off for about four years to get that. And it actually is a, it's a good topic to discuss because it took four years because of the belief in the technology that we were saying was available. The tech was there. We were ready to go with it. But right. even though we had key stakeholders like the finance director, um, the facilities uh, manager director, who were became effectively good business partners, friends to us. You know, you're on site once every few months, get to know people really well personally. Um, but it still took three or four years to get signed to get sign up. Mm. Um, there were other factors. American-owned business. There was a takeover a few years ago. Lease leases ending. You know, they're all things that you, you forget about when you're trying to sell a product. Trying yeah. to find out why they can't do it for you. Want to just push push. I've only got two years left on a lease. There's no reason that they're going to put 200 grand worth of smart controls in. Yeah. So it's a little bit of do your homework first. Um, but yeah, the, the savings there and were proven just under 90%. Uh, and there's and case I, studies around that, isn't there? Case studies around it, yeah. Um, we've got a, 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 a video that we did a, for the building which shows us walking around, lights operating, lights coming on, off, up, down, mm-hmm. um, which I can kind of share with you. Well, what we do when we launch this uh, podcast, um, we we launch all those in association with this, so yeah, people fantastic. can see. Obviously, they'll be able to hear this uh, podcast, and they they'll also be able to um, find those case studies and the, the video that goes with them. So we make Amazing. sure that we bring all that together. Um, we 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 send these out um, on a regular basis as well, so we link all that together. For Excellent. Yeah, the video, the video for, for the for the benefits of the listeners today, they'll be able to go and get that. On yep. all the links that we provide on this uh, podcast. Excellent. No, the, the, the video is, uh, it literally speaks a thousand words. You see it and you think, wow. Uh, and it's proven, you know, it's it's not a, we hope we can do. It's a, we've done it. The case study's there, it's written, it's signed off. And that's the hardest part, getting that first one signed off by a customer. It's like when someone, when you were younger, asks you to have experience in something you don't, and only offering you 20 grand a year for a 30 grand a year job. <laughs> Well, you need to give me the opportunity to do the job to learn, and yeah. you know, then I'll then you know I'll, I'll, I'll then I'll have it. But um, it's the same, I suppose, all walks of life. You wouldn't be able to have done something without you having done it, but you might have the opportunity to be good at it. Yeah. 
Um, so that 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 was a big um, a big hurdle that we got over, and is opening up rather big retails and, and, and manufacturing. So, Sean, um, I've already alluded to this regarding yeah. my questioning. Um, yeah. You know, I like to put you on a, a semi-spot because yeah. uh, we've had a, some communication previously today. So, Sean, is there anything you can give back to the audience today regarding a takeaway that will really help them in their roles within this industry? Yeah, OK. okay. I mean, well, first of all, I feel we're showing our commitment to the cause by investing time and money into building our own piece of technology um, that's obviously tailored for the customer. Um, and it's giving them back things that they're currently missing. So visibility of their assets, running costs, um, carbon footprint, emerging, emergency lighting testing all automated. So they've got the health and safety elements um, all, all, all coordinated in-house. Um, and I, I think we actually covered this earlier, but I said lighting is always overlooked. But when you convert these into money, um, it let, which accounts for 15 to 30% of the building's running cost, it, it's, it's a bit of a no-brainer. But I think it's just we're at an education point where people needed to have the ability to, uh, for that to be proven. And I think that there is kind of what we really bring to the table is not only just say we can, we hope to be able to do this. We're, we've already done it with a few pilots where we've actually said, let us come in. We'll do the pilot. We'll put the product in that area in for free. If we achieve 85%, will you pay, you'll pay for the pilot and you give us the sign off. And people love it. And we, yeah. we did it initially with Claire's that way. Um, the, the finance director, Stuart, um, basically went, well, if you believe in it so much, you pay for it. And obviously it put me on the spot, but it's my business, it's my money. I went, yeah, no problem. And he actually went, he shook my hand and said, we've had some big players in and every one of those that I've asked, they went, no, we can't do that. And that's what it led to. It took another three years. We did the pilot and we achieved 96.2% in that pilot area of the small area. 96%. And then they gave us the project three years later. And I think that all of those original things, basically people just want to still deal with people. Um, yeah. And I think when you get into this area of kind of selling a product, people forget to kind of get to know each other and actually tap into the benefit for you as the customer. You know, a lot of the time I'll speak to facility manager, I'll go, surely you would, you, you want this, surely this get, this relieves a lot of stress for you. As soon as you start bringing those things into people's lives, they go, oh, actually, I might actually, he's right. I might push this now. I've got less work to do and I'll be doing my job better. So um, I think that's it, really. I think that's, that's a key. And this point. is why your company's called Led by Vision. The yeah. vision well, we of didn't driving. Know. There you go. It, it works now. We didn't know that 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's worked out Sublimally, well. Sublimely, the idea of that title, that organization that you've set up has, has helped you get to where you are now, yeah. Sean. I'm sure exactly. of it. And I like the fact, so I've just written an article about guarantees, mm. you know, guaranteeing your oh, service sorry, sorry, you're providing. Mm -hmm. And then also guarantee if it doesn't give the savings. Yeah, you know, Us as energy experts, we've got to do that. Yep. We've got to get the buy-in from the organisation. Eventually, it'll be like pushing against open doors. But now, 100%. currently, where we are, you know, through this current industrial mm -hmm. position we're all in, we need to do that. We need yeah. to lead and, as you say, lead, lead that customer down the, the path of energy management. So I, I do you'll like love, that approach. You'll, you'll love the name of the smart tech, enabled. And the idea is we're enabling the building to be smart. Yes, I've actually seen that. But the LED, LED at the end. So, you know, yeah. we've done pretty well. I'm proud of those. 
Is, is, that, is that you? Are you yeah. behind the naming? Yeah, yeah. I, I, probably, I sit there and beat myself up for about three days trying to come up with names that actually have a play on words. But yeah, it's, uh, it is. <laughs> I, I, I find myself doing that and I go around in circles, but it does come eventually. Names yeah, exactly. do come eventually. Actually, Led by Vision, I think, was actually my sister. I think my sister came up with Led by Vision. Right. Not with the original logo, it was, actually, it was actually an eye. The LED was done in the shape of an eye. But apparently, our digital guys said that people don't like that. They like plain text, so we moved away yeah. from it. But yeah, it was actually, I can't make, I can't take uh, credit on that one. Best not, just, as it's your sister. I know what it's like to have a sister and her knowing that it was her idea. So. <laughs> She's sat in the room with me at the moment, so she can. All right. <laughs> Oops. I wonder what that book was flying yeah, past yeah, your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Sean, look, thank you very much for joining us today. No, uh, thanks for having great me. to catch up, as always. Um, uh, I'm really looking forward for the tech to evolve and what you're doing with it. And, you know, we've got some networks that we're going to be working with going forward and really helping the energy experts out there grasp that and, and get getting their messages out there for you. So no, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for your time today. It's been great to see you. And I'd like to say you and your family, please be safe. You too. See you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for our special guest today. And thank you for our sponsors, B2B Energy, which can be found on at b2benergy.co.uk and Clean Energy Revolution, which can also be found either through various different social media networks. Type in hashtag Clean Energy Revolution. That leaves me with one more thing to say. Be safe.